Welcome to the Ugly Truth. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situation design they can't stop us cause we're ready to fight trying to brainwash us but we won't let freedom die the whole world's brainwashed everybody pick a team start a riot in the streets the whole world's brainwashed it's us against them and ain't you against me we're with you tom we will not back down this is the ugly truth hard to listen to but impossible to ignore. And that's a powerful opening to a powerful segment. Mm-hmm. And this is ugly. And in fact, this is not our first report on medical kidnapping. In February, we reported on the kidnapping of Benjamin Gord in Truman's Matrix. And we have cited other reports about kids being taken from their parents. Well, now it seems that the hospitals have colluded with CPS to take children from their parents if they don't go along with their narrative. Last month, beginning March 12, 2022, baby Cyrus Anderson was medically kidnapped in Meridian, Idaho, by St. Luke's Hospital. Marissa and Levi Anderson and their family have been going through some harrowing experiences since then. The adjudicatory hearing has been postponed twice now which gives CPS clearance to show up at any time for an inspection or well check. Although Cyrus is back with the family, Cyrus is still sick, and they don't have any answers, and there are still threats from CPS to take Cyrus away permanently. But kidnapping by CPS isn't a new story. A book written by Child Protective Services whistleblower Carlos Morales titled Legally Kidnapped, The Case Against Child Protective Services was written in 2014. Morales exposes the dangerous tactics and overt corruption that he witnessed as a CPS investigator. Through keen insight, analysis, war stories, and interviews with attorneys and judges, Carlos Morales speaks truth to power in this shocking book. Unlike anything ever published, he breaks down exactly what families should do to protect themselves from this monolithic agency that has destroyed the lives of children and parents. Parents across the country have already used his legal recommendations and saved not only thousands of dollars on lawyer fees, but also protected the future of their family. It's imperative that people understand CPS in order to save their families, and this book accomplishes that in a gripping and thought-provoking manner. Public response through protests and phone calls to the hospital led to baby Cyrus's release back to his parents. But now, we found another case. And, as of tonight, as a follow-up to this case that you're just getting ready to hear here, Mm -hmm. the follow-up is already good news. Yes. So, a Texas baby was stolen in the name of racism from a former Marine and his wife for refusing the vax. But it wasn't the COVID vaccine. It wasn't the COVID vaccine. Right. Their baby was... Premature. And they wanted to give it... Hepatitis C. Right. Just one of the regular 
inoculations that they're giving children nowadays, right? That was their excuse in keeping the child. Yes. Oh, this is a really crazy story, but listen to this. But the good news is all charges were dropped by CPS. There is a live feed in our article on Digging Deeper where you can actually see the father's Twitter feed in real time. He's giving updates there. The update is, at least the good news is, that all charges from CPS were dropped. We also saw a tweet in there that said that it was actually a hospital error and not CPS, in fact. Mm -hmm. So nice to know the rest of the story when a headline this com uh, like this comes out. But let's go ahead and listen to that story from Stu Peters. And it's because of Stu Peters and others like Senator Bob Hall who helped him get the charges dropped. Let's listen in. We're gonna break right now for a Stu Peter Show exclusive. Our producers here are monitoring a heart-wrenching Twitter feed coming out of Texas posted by Jason Storm Nelson, a former Marine and member of the anti-forced vaccine resistance. In fact, Jason left the Marines after a 20-year career because they insisted that he take the jab if he wanted to stay. He recently launched a primary to challenge Pete Sessions for US Congress. Sadly, he lost, but his enemies aren't satisfied letting things stop there. Jason's fourth child, Tempest, was born last Tuesday. She was slightly premature at 36 weeks, but otherwise she and her mother were doing just fine. But on Monday, hospital employees suddenly claimed that Tempest, the baby, had tested positive for marijuana and began trying to take her away. They forced Jason's wife, Amanda, to stop breastfeeding, to stop caring for Tempest altogether and put her on formula instead. They say that they have to keep her for five days. But besides the formula, they aren't doing any kind of intervention. They aren't doing any special treatment for Tempest at all. And there isn't anything that they can do because, in fact, Jason and his wife don't do marijuana. And all the hospital would have to do to prove that is test both of the parents. But Jason says that they're refusing to do that. Jason has his own suspicions about what's going on. Hospital employees wanted to vaccinate Tempest right after her birth. Jason refused. He says that two of his other children are already vaccine injured and he's not eager to add a third. We don't blame him. But the hospital just wouldn't give up. They asked him five separate times to stick his daughter with the hepatitis B needle to vaccinate against a disease that only drug addicts and prostitutes get, by the way. Well, Jason kept refusing. So now conveniently, the hospital says that he has a druggy baby and they've taken her away. They aren't letting Jason see the baby. They aren't letting his wife see or care for the baby at all. So when Jason and his wife protested, he says that the hospital employees called them racist. Funny how that always works out. Racism always just has to be the opposite of whatever the left is obsessed with. Jason's wife is understandably devastated right now. Jason began chronicling all of this on Twitter early on Wednesday morning. Quote, I have never felt more incapable as a man than I did on Monday watching my wife sob relentlessly. I'm heartbroken and frankly in shock. Her depression is dangerous and this is the direct result of malpractice on the hospital's part. I'm focused on Tempest's health, but my wife's health suffers greatly. My wife is weeping at home because they reported us to Child Protective Services. A screening that we set up on our own this morning cleared her, but now she is too anxiety ridden to come here. I don't know what to do. I am not leaving her side. We are terrified and they're gonna try and take her. So far, Jason hasn't named the hospital where this atrocity is taking place. But you know what? We hope that he's ready to change his mind because these hospitals should be named and shamed and, if necessary, sued into oblivion. 
That's why we've told the world about Merciless Hospital in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, and about all the vaccinate or die ghouls at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. Ever since COVID kicked off, it's been obvious that there's a subset of doctors who think that they deserve to be God. They deserve to control the lives of everyone around them. And if people don't obey, then they deserve to die. Well, you know what? They're not God. And we will never stop fighting to expose these monsters for exactly what they are. Somehow, Jason Nelson has mustered the strength to be here with us today. Uh, Thank you for being here. I don't know how you're doing it. We're sorry for everything that you're dealing with. We're here to help you fight. Stu, thank you so much for having me on. I feel so blessed that I was, uh, we have a very close friend, um, believe it or not, originally I met on Twitter, who's who's here right now. Angel is being an angel and she's sitting with my baby so that I can come out here and have this conversation with you right now. Tell us what's going on as we sit right now. So I do want to clarify one thing. We, we are allowed to see the baby. The issue is... Um, with my wife is that she obviously um, is so devastated. My wife, who's, and I I say this with love, she's the squarest person in the world to be accused of being a drug user and not just that, to use the word neglect, to use the word that she committed a crime of neglect against her in utero baby. And now she just, every, every single thing that's happened since last week has been looked through the prism of her now, understandably just thinking that they believe that she's a drug abusive mom. So every time they fail to give her a report, every single time they fail to supposedly that they noticed events that were so traumatic to my child that they need to keep her, they wouldn't even let my wife know. And they wouldn't let her nurse her baby. They wouldn't let her provide. I mean, it's a baby who is in, you know, intensive care, but the most important thing they could have the mother's milk. They're saying that she couldn't have. And my wife is just, is beyond devastated. She can't be here because she doesn't, she doesn't know what to do. When I just called her right now and told her, I just walked out of a meeting with CPS, an interview where I was being interviewed by Child Protective Services and they want to see her. She dropped the phone and started sobbing. She cannot believe that this is even happening. You know, last Monday they came in and they took, they just walked in and told her, you need to come with us. The baby was literally suckling at her breast. And they put the baby down and they took her into a room and they told her that the baby had tested positive for drugs. And they even waited long enough to tell her it was THC. And it was a trace amount, but that it triggers a system by which she can no longer nurture the baby and by which Child Protective Services have been contacted, by which we will be investigated. And now our baby is being held. Who's advocating for you? Who's helping you with this? Are you part of TRICARE? Does TRICARE cover your medical uh, thankfully, because I have a wonderful U.S. congressman who looked out for me, we were able to have our TRICARE turned on about a week ago. You obviously don't know my backstory, Stu. Um, from leaving the military, there were a lot of complications due to, the, due to not taking the jab. But we were able to use TRICARE, and so we are in here under TRICARE. But we don't have an advocate. I've, I've asked to speak to a hospital advocate. They don't have one. Um, I, I, I have I have kept my calm. I've requested to speak to the, the, the top hospital administrator. I need to understand why this happened. And, you know, my attorney recommended, I did, I did reach an attorney and they, they can't represent me because it's a very special type of law in the county, but they did advise me that I shouldn't even speak to the media because of the power that CPS has. And the shocking thing to me is this is Texas. And I know the United States has changed in the 20 years I served may not matter to half this country anymore when it comes to individual liberty. But the fact that this is happening in Texas, that 
that one person can make an arbitrary decision and we don't get due process. We don't even get the opportunity to prove that we're innocent and they have the right to take my child away from me. It, not only does this not feel like the United States that I serve, this definitely doesn't feel like the Texas I know and love. So the hospital doesn't have an advocate and you're right about Texas and the rest of the United States. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself, but you don't have an advocate at the hospital. Is TRICARE advocating for you? You know, I, I, I reached out, but TRICARE is not, this is not something that falls within their purview, they said. And no lawyers have told you that they're willing to take the case because it's a special kind of case in a specific county. Are you willing to tell it, us who this hospital is? Are you willing to tell us where this is taking place? Yes, it's Baylor, Scott, and White in Waco. Hmm. It's a hospital that, that uh, conveniently, Baylor, as you know, which is suing Dr. McCullough, Dr. McCullough, who, who did support my congressional run, and they're suing him for a billion dollars for his stance on the vaccine. These people the at this Baylor, Scott, and White have an agenda because they're getting all kinds of federal money for pushing all of these uh, murderous protocols. Uh, Dude, you should have seen, they couldn't believe that we didn't want to give our child the hepatitis B. We had to start creating a narrative. When do we have to start creating narratives to keep people from putting things inside of our child's body? Why do I need to explain that I have a child that was vaccine injured? That I have another child that ended up in intensive care for two weeks because of vaccines? Why do I need to explain that to them? Don't put something in my child's body. My child is not a prostitute. My child does not share needles. And my wife is sure as heck not a drug druggie. And all of a sudden, conveniently, you guys find that. And your answer is that you have a catch-all that a law authorizes you to go through my baby's diapers. And this, this is a clear violation of Supreme Court uh, precedent that states that you can't just arbitrarily decide to check the stool of a child in order to incriminate the mother. This is a clear violation of Supreme Court's precedent. And, and you know, if an idiot like me could look it up on my phone and find that in about two seconds, I can't imagine what a halfway decent lawyer would do with this criminal organization that's behind me. So what are you going to do? My intent right now, Stu, is, is I need to get protect my family. I need my child out of here. And I need to find someone to act as a barrier between myself and CPS because I have three other children. And I know people have an agenda. And I know someone like me who has worked so hard to sit here and expose all of the things that are happening wrong in this country. I know how gleeful they are at the opportunity to come for my children. I know how gleeful they would be to come for my weapons. I know how gleeful they would be to be able to take everything away from me and shut me up. And right now, I just, I need, I've never thought I'd ask for this, but I need help. I need to get someone to here to help me, and I need to step up against this, this hospital that thinks that they just, that they're God. So are you, you said that you're allowed to see the baby. Now that your wife has been cleared, and I know that she's emotionally distraught, but now that she's been cleared of this, by this self facilitated drug test, uh, are you able to take Tempest out of the hospital? I mean, are they letting you, are they not going to let you take her? Are they holding her hostage? I mean, what's going on? They, so they, they made up, they said that my child had a, a what's known as a Brady incident. Um, and it's what it is the child's heart rate slowed. But the thing is that my belief left her bedside and so can they say this life-threatening event that alters her health care and with my wife sleeping next to her but they didn't wake her which also feeds the narrative in my wife's head that she's an unfit mother 
if this supposedly happened and then they are saying that it happened, but it, my mother who's a nurse practitioner wants to know what are they doing to treat it? And the answer is nothing. So when I told her they're doing absolutely nothing, she said, this is, this is just a ploy for a CPS hold. That's all this is. They're not doing anything. My child is just hooked up to monitors. She's just sitting there and I have to let her sit in a plastic tub and sit in an open room surrounded by this morning, a baby died next to me with, with her mother. It was so sad. And I'm sitting there holding my baby because it was four in the morning and their child's dying with their family around her. And this is my child's first moments. Instead of being at home with her, with her mom, this is what she's experiencing. She's just in a hospital surrounded by death. I'm sorry, Stu. I'm right there with you, brother. I don't apologize to me. So CPS is an organization that people should fear. We've proven that. We've talked about that on this show. A matter of fact, I'm going to meet with Diego Rodriguez in Idaho when I'm out there. Baby Cyrus is a whole other story that happened there. And it was completely not COVID related. There's something else going on with CPS and we think we know what it is. But you now have to protect not only Tempest, but you now have to protect your other three children because if they're willing to take your baby uh, and they deem you to be some sort of a neglectful parent or some kind of a druggy, drug abusing, whatever, um, they'll come after your other three kids too. I mean, where does it stop? You've proven that you're not a drug user. She's proven that she's not. Amanda has proven that she's not a drug user. So why isn't this thing being dropped immediately right now? And why can't you walk out of there with your baby? That's your baby. If you want to walk out of there with your baby, uh, why can't you? I, what's stopping you? I, 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 Stu, you're right. CPS, they, they say they don't have the power, but, if you, but they can. And I and I know, and you know, and I we both know how much CPS would love to get their hands on my little girls. Yes, I do. Yes, I do know that. So have they told you how long they need to treat by not treating Tempest for this other thing that they say that she's got? It's a movie. It's a movie goal goalpost. Apparently, if she doesn't have any of these mysterious incidents that they're not treating, then she can leave five days after the last incident. But it seems to me like that's pretty arbitrary because seeing as the incident is just what they say it is and they're not treating it, then they could keep moving that goalpost. And when was they the incident? Was the, was the incident on Tuesday? No, it was on uh, Sunday night to Monday morning. So and here we are on Wednesday and she's not had a single episode. She's, she's, I just want to take her home. I know you do. So I don't know because this is a live thing and this is all just kind of developing right now. I don't know. Uh, we're we're going to fight. We're going to, we're, we're here. Uh, I know that the family of listeners and viewers here at the Stu Peter Show platform are going to put all kinds of pressure on these people. We're going to look for an attorney. We've got a huge Rolodex full of extremely influential attorneys in this country. We're going to find somebody that's going to take this case. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're going to keep trying to get a hold of TRICARE to see if you can find an advocate there. There's no reason that you should be watching your baby in a plastic tub surrounded by death, as you put it. It's the most horrific thing that I can imagine. I'm a father. I, I, I'm i like putting myself in this position right now. Uh, and, and Jason, I weep for you, seriously. And I'm infuriated. I'm pissed that this is happening. And so we're going to help you to fight. And, and in Jesus' name, you're going to get your baby out of there. That's going to Thank happen. You, Thank you, Stu. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I have your cell phone number and I will be in contact with you as soon as I have something. I'm going to reach out to people immediately following this broadcast. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. And like we said at the beginning of the broadcast, all charges were dropped and you can follow this story for live updates on our blog at diggingdeeper.net. And thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth because they can't stop us. 
Cause we're ready to fight Trying to brainwash us But we won't let freedom die The whole world's brainwashed Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets The whole world's brainwashed It's us against them, it ain't you against me The Ugly Truth Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore.